chapter seven of the fire people by ray cummings this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva the mercutian camp as i saw mercer fall to the floor of the porch a sudden rage swept over me i struggled violently with the three men pinning me down they appeared very much weaker than i but even though i could break their holes the three of them were more than a match for me the man who was standing inactive and who i realized had struck down mercer in some unknown deadly way appeared to be the leader once as one of my assailants made some move the import of which the leader evidently understood but which i did not i heard him give a sharp command it occurred to me then that if i offered too much resistance if it seemed i was likely to get away from them i might possibly be struck as swiftly as mercer had been so i gave up abruptly and lay still they must have understood my motive or perhaps they felt that i was not worth the trouble of taking alive for immediately i stopped struggling they unhanded me and rose to their feet i stood up also deciding to appear quite docile for the time being at any rate until i could comprehend better with what i had to contend the man who appeared to be their leader issued another command one of the men with whom i had been struggling immediately stepped a few feet away out of my reach i knew he had been told to guard me he kept just that distance away thereafter following my movements closely and seeming never to take his eyes off me for a moment i had opportunity now to inspect these strange enemies more closely the leader was the tallest he was about five and a half feet in height i judged and fairly stocky the others were all considerably shorter not much over five feet perhaps all were broad-framed although not stout to any degree approaching fatness from their appearance they might all have been fairly powerful men the leader especially but even the short struggle i had had with them showed me they were not their bodies too had seemed under my grip to have a flimsy quality a lack of firmness of solidity entirely belied by their appearance they were all dressed in a single rude garment of short white fur made all in one piece trousers and shirt and leaving only their arms bare their feet were encased in buskins that seemed to be made of leather their hair was a reddish-brown color and fell scraggling a little below the shoulder-line their skin was a curious dead white like the pallor of a man long in prison their faces which had no sign of hair on them were broad with broad flat noses with abnormally large eyes that seemed to blink stolidly with an owl-like stare their leader was of somewhat different type he was as i have said nearly six inches taller than the others and leaner and more powerful looking his hair was black and his skin was not so dead white his eyes were not so abnormally large as those of his companions his nose was straight with a high bridge his face was hairless 
it was a strong face with an expression of dignity about it a consciousness of power and a certain sense of cruelty expressed in the firmness of his lips and the set of his chin none of them was armed or at least their weapons were not visible to me i was much concerned about mercer he and the man i had hit were both lying motionless where they had fallen i stooped over mercer no one offered to stop me although when i moved i saw my guard make a swift movement with his hand to his belt my heart leaped to my throat but nothing happened to me and i made a hasty examination of mercer quite evidently he was dead meanwhile the mercutians were examining their fallen comrade he also was dead i judged from their actions they left him where he was lying and their leader impatiently signed me toward the steps that led down from the porch to the roadway we started off my guard keeping close behind me i noticed then how curiously hampered the mercutians seemed to be in their movements i have explained how alan observed the effect of our earth's gravity on miela it was even more marked with the mercutians here for she had the assistance of wings while they did not the realization of this encouraged me tremendously i knew now that physically these enemies were no match for me that i could break away from them whenever i wished but the way in which mercer had been killed that i could not understand it was that i had to guard against i was afraid to do anything that would expose me to this unknown attack i tried to guess over how great a distance this weapon whatever it was would prove effective i assumed only a limited number of feet although my only reason for thinking so was my guards evident determination to keep close to me all this flashed through my mind while we were descending the steps to the roadway when we reached the ground we turned back toward the garage and with slow plodding steps the leader of the mercutians preceded me to its entrance his companions following close behind me they had evidently been here before i could tell from their actions i realized that probably they had all been inside the garage when mercer and i first approached the house it was quite apparent now that the mercutians did not understand the use of either automobiles or airplanes they poked around these as though they were some strange silent animals inside the garage i was ordered to stand quiet with my guard nearby while the rest of them continued what appeared to be a search about the building we passed by the house and i realized that we were starting for the mercutian base some four miles away i remembered then that i was extremely hungry and thirsty i stopped suddenly and endeavored to explain my wants indicating the house as a place where i could get food the leader smiled his name was tao i had learned from hearing his men address him i do not know why that smile reassured me but it did it seemed somehow to make these enemies less inhuman less supernatural in my mind indeed i was fast losing my first fear of them although i still had a great respect for the way in which they had killed mercer tao told his men to wait and motioned me toward the house the bodies of mercer and the man i had struck down 
were still lying where they had fallen on the porch we found food and water in the kitchen and i sat down and made a meal while Tao stood watching me when i had finished i put several slices of bread and meat in my coat he signified that it was unnecessary but i insisted and he smiled again and let me have my way again we started off this walk of four miles of desert that lay between garland and the point on the shoshone river where the invaders were established was about all i could manage for i was almost exhausted i realized then how great an exertion the mercutians were put to for they seemed nearly as tired as i we stopped frequently to rest and it was well after noon when we approached the hollow through which the shoshone river ran several times i noticed where the mercutian light had burned off the scrubby desert vegetation as we got closer i could see it now in the sunlight standing vertically up in the air motionless there were signs all about now where the light had burned we were passing along a little gully the country here was somewhat rough and broken up when something came abruptly from behind a rock its extraordinary appearance startled me so i stared at it in amazement and fear it came closer and i saw it was one of the mercutians he was completely encased in a suit of dull black cloth or rubber or something of the kind on his head was a helmet of the same material with a mask over his face having two huge circular openings covered with a flexible transparent substance on his back was a sort of tank with a pipe leaning to his mouth he looked indeed something like a man in a diving suit and still more like the pictures i had seen of soldiers in the world war with gas masks on he pulled off his helmet as he came up to us and i saw he was similar in appearance to the red-haired mercutians who had captured me after a short conversation with tao he went back to his station by the rock and we proceeded onward down the gully to the river bank i saw a number of mercutians dressed this way during the afternoon they seemed to be guarding the approaches to the camp and i decided later this costume was for protection against the effects of the light ray the shoshone river was at this point about two hundred feet wide and at this season of the year a swift-moving icy stream some two or three feet deep there were small trees at intervals along its banks all about me now i could see where they had been burned by the action of the light the vehicle in which the invaders had arrived lay on the near side of the river some five hundred feet below where we came out of the gully it was similar in appearance to the one allen had found in florida only many times larger it lay there now with its pyramid-shaped top pointing up into the air close beside the river and gleaming a dazzling white under the rays of the afternoon sun there were perhaps a hundred mercutians in sight altogether most of them were down by the vehicle all of them were on this side of the river in fact as i soon realized it would have been difficult if not impossible for them to have crossed the desert on the opposite side of the shoshone was level and unbroken it was swept clear of everything apparently by the light ray we turned down the river bank 
and soon were close to the shining vehicle that had brought these strange invaders from space what would i see in this camp of the first beings to reach earth from another planet what fate awaited me there these questions hammered at my brain as we approached the point where so much death and destruction had been dealt out to the surrounding country End of chapter seven